not good enough. Um, you know, we just we don't we don't uh, obviously chemistry, talent wise, just everything. And it was clear, um, like I said, these last few games, um, they just you know, from the from the beginning of the game, they were just aggressive. Uh, veteran team, obviously, uh, championship team, and um, you know one of the best teams that we have in this league. Um, you know, I love this city. Um, I literally, you know, have done everything that I can. Um, you know, I mean, this situation is, is, is crazy. You know, it's something that I don't think can be fixed. So, um, yeah, thanks. Times. I feel old like I'm going out of style So I turn down the music on my FM dial I beg of you to come and listen for a while And look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child This is my What is going on everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind The podcast of Dream Shakes and Step Backs And everything Houston Rockets I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny And with me, welcome back to the starting lineup my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. I just have to say, on the post in the wake of what has transpired within the last, I'll even say the last uh, 36, 30, 36 to 40 hours, I'll, I just have to tell you that officially the sun has set in the James Harden era in Houston. And quick thoughts right now on just how you feel about just what's transpired um i honestly i feel dumb like when i saw the trade be announced yesterday i was like oh it's over you know all the uncertainty all the like oh let's try to convince him to stay it's over it's done and it was weird because i didn't know what to expect when the, when the news officially came out how i was gonna feel but when i did see it i was just like it's over officially he's gone yeah and you know those initial feelings you know you start to be like man thank god like it's over it's it's weird because you don't think about you know i was telling kenny earlier i was like i don't know if we're going to be relevant for the next decade i don't know but you know the one thing that started to hit me was being grateful and looking back at the great memories of us, you know, yeah. like I've stated before many times the 2018 season, it was probably the season out of any sports team of any year mm-hmm. that I'll, I'll probably never get over in my lifetime. Cause there were so many things that went wrong in order for us to not make it. And it sucks that it's a black eye on the team. We're essentially the 2002 Kings. I just finished the book three ring circus. Officially. And, shameless plug <laughs> and it, was, it was very very good and yeah like you know and that's, look, a, that's look, kobe the, kobe shack and phil right yeah the Lakers that was era. the first three championships all right yeah and yeah, yeah. you know you 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 read that and you see a lot of similarities in the sense of the kings and how the lakers were to the warriors <clears throat> yeah yeah greatness is always around and experience truly matters you know oh yeah and Absolutely. And just like Chris Webber, Harden disappeared too, you know. Pages Stojakovic was hurt at the beginning of the series. Chris Paul was hate, hurt late. There were so many parallels in there minus the officiating. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. Game 7, yeah. Warriors, Rockets is similar to Game 6, Kings, Lakers. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not stating in the fact that um, 
I'm not giving excuses for the Rockets. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not at all. They beat us at that point in time. What I'm just stating is that how we fell, both on the home floors and how you know Harden wasn't assertive in that game at the end. Yeah. Nor yeah. was mm-hmm. C Web. You know, they were kind of shying away from the moment. And that's the thing that people are gonna remember about James. So for me, in my mind, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at the, the great memories. I'm upset how he left, but I'm not mad that he's gone. You know? Yeah. So it's just kind of like, it's weird. I'm in mixed emotions. I'm feeling very like, it hasn't really hit me until we get to the playoffs and the chances are the Rockets are not there. And yeah, the Brooklyn yeah. Nets are. And we might see Harden in an NBA Finals. Yeah. Um, I guess just immediate thoughts from the trade that essentially was going to make or break uh, Raphael Stone as a GM. Uh, first huge move for him, obviously. Um, just a sigh of relief, but I'm also just so frustrated at the way James handled himself. Um, throughout the Throughout the whole process, even if we were to go back to like training camp and how he just wasn't... He wasn't showing up and in the midst of the whole pandemic and everything else. And he was, you know, just going out public places, you know, no mask and, and obviously just not giving a crap while, just you kind know, of being irresponsible yeah. and not showing that he cares about what he's doing and how it's being a detriment to the team yeah. and how it makes the team look. He has like a, it has, it just really frustrated me because like even DeMarcus like Boogie had stated in his presser yesterday where he, you know, was beyond frustrated with Harden and he said, you know, the the bullshit that uh, Harden has displayed w- didn't ha- you know, didn't culminate overnight. It happened, you know, months ago during training camp or like, you know, like last month during training yeah. camp. And he was saying like how you know, how you know, it's it it's 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 a shame because you have your 14 other guys that are they're suiting up, they're 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 going to work. He's like it's our job. So he was like, you know, we're going. So he's ringing my, he rang my mindset. And I'm sure the mindsets of all the other fans in Houston where it's like, you know, you got, we did nothing new. Like DeMarcus was like, we did nothing new. He's referring to himself, John Wall, you know, Christian Wood. He's like, we didn't do anything. We're here to work. We're here. We have the same goals as you do. Yeah. So it's a slap in the face to the current Houston Rockets to how we felt. And that's just basically how I felt. I was frustrated at that time. Uh, up until now, even with the way that, because no matter how you spin it, we knew that he had quit on the team. Yeah. I felt like he had already quit during that Pacers game. Probably like after the first half, you can just kind of tell he just wasn't dialed in. You know how he is when he wants to turn it on. I know he was bullshitting the whole time, and even Calvin Murphy had said during uh, during was the, as the, I was I was exiting into a commercial. He's like he quit, and I'm like absolutely, absolutely yeah. he quit. He's standing on standing standing close to half court. Like it, it was very frustrating for me to see. And it's like, he, it's like he, he was he he went on his own strike against the team. Silas's offense. But that's what I'm saying. Like everything. it's it's on a team that didn't. It's a, it, like I understand it. Like I understand if you're frustrated at like management or ownership or just the fact that you're not winning a title like okay i get that you want to win a title but show up and do your like like my whole mindset on it the whole time was just show up and do your job mm-hmm. and just try 
Like, just just try until they can find a good deal for you where you can both be happy. Yeah. But now look what happens. Now Harden, Harden bit. You know, it just goes to show that you can teach your, your kids, your children, that all you have to do is bitch, whine, and fuss consistently over and over and over again, and then you'll get what you want. Yep. Because that's all that Harden wanted. Harden said Brooklyn from the beginning. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Bitch, whine, and moan for a good three months, four months, and now look. Now he's he got exactly what he wanted. So what does that teach our kids? Yeah, it's you know, not, so it's, so it's just it's it's just like that. It's it's frustrating to me. Well, it's frustrating for you because you're a teacher. Like well, you're yeah. you're trying to preach the complete opposite to your students. Well, and, that's the thing. Like and it's hard when a role been, model like yeah. him, who has been a huge representation of the city and the representation of like our sports. Oh, people, it's beyond frustrating. Kids, all look up to athletes. They look at them as bigger yeah. than bigger than this world. Obviously, you and I are the same. Um, in that in that regard as fans so t- for you it's like your ideals are completely completely against what Harden did it's know? just it just it, and it's also just in defense towards the people who are out of work it's in defense towards the people that like you're getting 40 million dollars to play a, 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 a game you're getting paid 40 million dollars to pick up a basketball and play a, a goddamn game yeah. like you know it's just frustrating that it's like Look, we gave you the money, you know, and and we're gonna dive into this throughout the pod, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be feeding stuff to uh, the GM, but you know, it, it goes to show that, like, you know, you you made this bed, you made this bed with the whole Westbrook acquisition. You yep. demanded, you wanted your best friend here. You mortgaged the future of the team. Your best friend decided he didn't want to stay here anymore, so now you're gonna up and leave. It's the equivalent of it's the equivalent of you know going to someone's house or going to someone's place. Tra- like making it your home, trashing it, and then saying, "Ah, uh, you know what? It's time for this, me to go. This just is just not. This is just not the place I want to live at." <laughs> yeah. You know, a- as he proceeds to throw bottles out the window and yeah. you know leaving stains everywhere and just a giant mess and food on the floor. You know, just, that's just my whole equivalent. And, and it's just frustrating because you know it, it is the pandemic. It, you know, thousands of people have lost jobs. You have a guy that's making this type of money, this type of superstar, on this type of platform, and now he's now he's up in up in quitting. So that was my whole mindset leading up to this trade. Now, so now that the trade is done, I kind of let myself like kind of have okay, all right, to breathe a sigh of relief. We don't have to deal with this bullshit. I thought similarly, like like I said, I thought similarly to Boogie, and, and I'm just happy that we get to move on. Now, of course, do I respect what Harden did the last eight years? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I know you do too. And mm-hmm. and and if anyone has any angst or anger like like I have towards James Harden, I hope that one day we can all come together and look back on on his time here fondly. We can't let the end end result. Well, I'm going to say this in March when Brooklyn does come, whoever's in that stadium, they better stand up and applaud because it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. how he left yeah. he does not deserve to be booed when he comes well that's well if t-mac if t-mac is... can come back years after and be cheered and immortalized as a legend in houston mm-hmm. for not for not even taking a team past the first round for not even uh for for quitting in the toronto game where he stood at half court shout out to the young bucket who was there physically to watch the game watch t-mac at half court just pass the ball back and forth to ray for all to, you know no no sorry not to ray for to uh to uh, who was it? Uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> Ron Artest. No, this was during the Ron Artest era. So yeah. it was like Ron Artest and oh, I think it was Rafer because it was before the trade. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah, Rafer and uh, and yeah, wasn't playing. So it was like Ron Rafer, Chuck Hayes. You know, he was just staying on ball half court. So if he can do that, if you if if fans can applaud that guy, 
for not even getting you past the first round. I mean, you'll look past his mistakes. I'll in due time. I will look past his mistakes. But right now, but as of this moment, I will not look past his mistakes because I'm frustrated at the way he's acting. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. Which, so. is a, which is a total understanding. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like I'm not um, discounting what you're saying because what you're saying is valid. It's relevant. How you feel is how a bulk of Houston feels. Because trust me, I feel upset too. Yeah. It's just for me, it's just in my mindset, I'm not going to be upset because I felt like. Well, you're looking at a whole. I think he, your I mindset like is a perspective. He, he should have left. Yeah. He should have left. Like honestly, like he should have. Yeah. He should have yeah. been gone. No, no, because, that's what I'm saying like, though. Once, yeah. But in, that's just my opinion because I feel like as hard as I wanted to believe that we could win it with Russ, if Russ is not hurt. Who knows what could have happened with LA? But no one was getting past LA last year, you know. Absolutely, like, it wasn't going to no. happen. So, um, if Russ stayed, then maybe we would have had something different. Maybe Harden wouldn't have cared, or he wouldn't have been as upset because Russell Westbrook is here. But when you're playing next to a John Wall who hasn't had any success in the league, and is coming Boogie, off, yeah, coming yeah. off two years, and yeah, Christian Wood who has an exorbitant amount of potential, but you know, playing next to a pick and roll kind of guy. He like Harden. I don't know. It was just like, for me, it was just that I felt like you had, sometimes you just got to go when the getting, when the getting's gone. Like what did Michael Jordan say? Excuse me. Jordan said, I want to play basketball until I still feel like I could play for two years and then retire. Because like he said, he he still wants to be talented enough to, to where he can leave at the top. Yeah, and that's what and he as did. Opposed he once dragged off the floor. Yeah, yeah. He won- and the yeah, thing for Harden course. was that I think he already knew the writing was on the wall this offseason. Yeah. With, with Maury's departure But whatnot, the move yeah. that expedited this process was Russell leaving. If yeah, Westbrook absolutely. did not leave, we're talking about a completely different team. Oh, dynamic. Completely different but dynamic. Do we yeah. think that, that team is even any better with like without a John Wall and Russell Westbrook? We don't know. The argument can be made that the team is better with Russ despite the shooting. You yeah, know? yeah. But the plus minuses speak for themselves. When John yeah. Wall is a minus fifteen, minus twenty five, even though he's putting up decent amount of points he's yeah. not averaging any assists because obviously hardens when running the show yeah so it's detrimental it's detrimental <laughs> his defense is detrimental so to the but team. that's what but that yeah. but that's what i'm saying though is that you're learning you're learning also but we have to also talk you also have to think about the fact that you're not just doing this but the schemes that you're learning on offense and defense are completely different now yeah. from the philosophies of the d'antoni and you're talking the old regime with with the pj tuckers the daniel houses the ben mclemore's the james hardens of the yeah. world yeah. who were so used to the old system and then you got the new players who are trying to learn the new system and then you got the old players trying to learn the new system as well it's just a it's, it, it's you know a cluster yeah it becomes issues. a cluster fuck of issues on top of yeah. the fact that you had russell westbrook wanting to be gone and then now you and then you had James Harden being a diva, and then PJ Tucker having you know whining about contract extensions. So it was a big clusterfuck of issues. Did I always look at the positive side? Absolutely, I did. Even when we weren't recording these episodes, I would always tell uh, confidants, friends, my brother, like, how do you feel about the team? I think we could be good. I think we can be decent. I thought we could be one of the top seeds in the West at, at peak form. At peak form, that's everyone performing. And to Christian the best of Wood, their ability, Christian more, Wood, a better defender. yeah, becoming a better defender. But I didn't know he was that bad of a defender. I knew he was. I, I, from what I saw, he was decent. But yeah. that's neither that's neither here nor there. We're going to reserve a whole episode to talk about the new look Rockets, which will be in the next episode. Shameless plug 
for so be on the lookout for that as well. So before we but so before we move on, before we move on GM, we're going to talk about the one thing that can make us all happy, the one thing that can brighten all of our days, and that is day off. Yo, are you tired of the same old anime tees? Yeah, that's right, I'm talking to you. Are you tired of the same old Mallcore look? First Colony Mallcore look? Don't you want to see some older classic animes getting love? Well, be sure to check out the brand Day Off for your retro anime goods. From animes like Macross and Neon Genesis Evangelion to Cowboy Bebop, My Hero Academia, and my personal favorite, Shokugeki no Soma. Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. Use the code DAYOFFSUMMIT for a 10% off discount at dayoff.shop. That's D-A-Y-O-F-F dot shop. Yo, GM, I need a favor. Can you give your boy a plus ultra? Plus ultra. Don't sound so negative. I just watched Inside Out, and Sadness is such a good character. Oh, oh Sadness does Sadness does bring positivity. <laughs> eventually. It, 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 yeah, it eventually it leads into the later on, but that's neither here nor there. Anyways, day off. Plus ultra. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, and with that said, the like I said earlier in the episode, the James Harden era is officially over in Houston. Sigh of relief, bit of sadness. GM rubbing his eyes because he's sad. You crying? Just a little bit. He's crying on the inside. It's like I'm. Hello, darkness, my old friend. When did this turn into a karaoke? I don't know. I don't even know are, the are words. Are you just going to cover the I karaoke? Song, I don't though. know any other lyrics. From is, that I just song. know it's Simon and Garfunkel. It is Simon and Garfunkel. Did you know that they also uh, Eminem also mixed that and did a song? Of course he did. It's called Darkness. <laughs> I think it's called Man, Darkness. Very original Eminem. Uh, okay, Marshall. Do you do you rem- do you what about the song from the Darkness? What is that? I believe in a thing called Love. Is that called I the Darkness? In is it by the Darkness? Yes, it is. Okay, oh, wow, the, the band, the Darkness. All yes. right, circle gets the, a square. The spoof '80s band. Fantastic. I I needed some positivity in my life because what we're going to talk about is not obviously not super positive in the mindsets of the current fan base and what's going on currently with the Houston Rockets, but the trade is officially official. And James Harden is not a Houston Rocket anymore, so I'm going to give you guys the full details of the trade and everyone that is gone and all the picks we've acquired and all the good stuff and the meat and potatoes and everything in between. So these, this is the full trade currently. As of this, as of this time on the 14th of January at 8:47 a.m., trade is still not official. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know if there's still some pieces that are going to be add. Maybe some pieces are going to be gone. Maybe they just haven't announced it. I don't know, but the trade is not technically official yet from the teams. So this is the so currently it is a this is it's not well, a the fort- trade is official. It's officially now. It's official now. Brooklyn announced James Harden. Oh yeah. So now okay, when did official. that happen? Uh, Just a few minutes ago. No, like five minutes before we started recording. Oh yeah. See, I didn't look. I was on Twitter when you oh. were getting ready. Well, where were you? Why didn't you tell me? Kenny, I you didn't I, tell I, me before I, I it was didn't official. Think, I didn't think about this I'm that gonna, the, gonna, the trade being or not being official. I wasn't thinking I'm about that. You know what? See, this is this is this is what happens when you you work. With, I can't work with these people. Where's my makeup artist? All I can say is I Vic Oladipo hasn't been officially announced. Okay, yet. yeah. So there, there's something there. So let's go ahead and talk about this. This is not a four team trade. There's basically a bunch of different separate trades. But this is the full layout of what's what's happening here. The Rockets trade away James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets receive James Harden. That is it. The Rockets receive Victor Oladipo, 
Dante Exum, Rodians, Rodians, Crocs, Crocs. I don't know. I don't Three, know his name. I don't know either. Three Brooklyn first-round picks in the years of 2022, 24, 26. A Milwaukee first first that was via Cleveland. Uh, It is uh, 2022, unprotected. All those first-rounders are unprotected. And four Brooklyn first-round swaps, 21, 23, 25, 27. The Pacers, in turn, by trading away Victor Oladipo, receive Karis Lavert and um, or Lavert, and they get a second round pick from Houston. And then the Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince, basically to reroute the player to make the salary equal to get Harden to absorb Harden's salary. So, with all that said, GM, um, it is officially four picks that are that we have basically just received that coming to us. How do you feel about? you know just the whole trade and how everything happened and uh do i think that there was a better deal on the table probably i i honestly wish we got ben simmons like i wanted ben simmons because i wanted a future i wanted someone that we can point put the face of the franchise in and put them there um but more got cheap okay yeah more did get cheap uh-huh. and and i and i and i and i will say that um uh, sources did say that he was refusing to put Tyrese Max in any deal, but the deal was is that Raphael Stone wanted Ben Simmons, uh, Tyrese Maxey, uh, Ty Bull, and he wanted you know two first round picks, which so, is a very solid deal. That's a that's a that's, great deal. Yeah, but that's also just like for the Sixers themselves, like that's they're mortgaging the whole. Future. You're mortgaging everything, and it's not even just that. Like you're mortgaging your role players as well. Like Tyrese yep. Maxey is a gr- is going to be a great shooting guard in this league. Yeah, Ty Bull is like the second coming of Trevor Ariza, in yeah. my opinion. Um, you know, and a very athletic wing, very great defender, could be a two way player. You know, so I just didn't. I I can understand Maury not wanting, and obviously, you know, Ben Simmons, the ultimate. Um was like the ultimate prize to come to Houston. So yeah, of course, was there a better deal out there? Yeah, probably. Would you, would you have taken Ben Simmons and like Tybal mm-hmm. with like two first round picks and call it a day? Yeah, I would have. Mm. I, I think Ben Simmons is a game changer in that aspect, but that's neither here nor there. No jump shot. <laughs> I think, but, so I, I, but how I, do you feel about the current deal on the table before us? Like what we I, received? I think it was a, it was a decent deal. It was a good deal. We got a King's ransom of firsts and that's what we wanted. The option to swap picks, especially what I'm going to say is what, uh, 20, what was it? 2025 and 2027. Are those the, are those the last two pick swaps, right? Yes. What did you say? 20, 2025, 2025 and 2027. Yes. 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 Those are the years I'm focused on because those are the years where Harden, Durant and Kyrie are all in their, the wrong side of 30. And that's, when you think that if they start to suck again, those will be top picks for us. And with that being said, our future can start in five years. Is it possible? Who knows? But I think it's very. I think it's. Possible. I mean, at that point in time, John Wall will be gone, highly likely. We'll have our next stud, maybe not Vic Oladipo, maybe someone else. Um, yeah, I don't see Oladipo being a sticking piece. But the thing that I like is those additional firsts are things that we can attach to Eric Gordon to send him away. It's more incentive. We than can attach else. Yep. firsts with Oladipo to get a better player, possibly. Uh, Tyler Hero, cough cough. <laughs> oh God, I would love to have Tyler Hero, but you know, 
Because Oladipo wants to go to Miami. That's an extra stud to play alongside Jimmy and I, uh, and Bama Badayo. Uh, uh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, like, Kenny, what about the Australian mystery man, Dante Exum? Dude, your favorite oh, we have point to talk guard. about Dante Exum, man. We need, yo, man, I said we needed another playmaker on the squad. Look no further than the international man of mystery. I'm not talking about Austin Powers. <laughs> talk about Dante freaking Exum. The only thing, my only thing with him, I was so high on him on the draft, and I failed miserably. Hey, you know, I'm I'm like more. I'm like every other GM in the league. I'll hit or miss. I'll hit on the. I'll hit on you know the players that I thought would be successful, like Damian Lillard's of the world that I I predicted the Damian Lillard's Kawhi Lawrence would be successful, and I had high stock in the Harrison Barneses and the Dante Exums of the world. <laughs> they're they're not stars. Not, not everybody is. Vi- not everyone yeah. hits 100. percent Kenny. Hey, not everyone can be the groom. You got to be the groomsmen. So I'm just hopeful. Yeah. That with these picks that we received. Yeah. Is that maybe we'll find a a star internationally? What? Well, yeah. What yeah, I'm hoping obviously. is that. Yeah. We get like a like a pick ranging between eight to thirteen, and we walk out of there with someone like I'm not going to say a Giannis like that type of MVP level talent, but someone that has the potential that people are not taking very seriously. Yeah, there's always someone. Yeah, there's trait, always that someone X factor yeah. that can come in and change the whole franchise. We're one pick away, essentially, from. Our uh, fortunes changing. It might not happen yet. We're still swapping picks this year with OKC. So basically, what happens is that yeah, we get the worst picks. We won't swap with yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah, OKC no. will swap with us. If yeah. neither of us makes the playoffs, whoever gets the better pick swaps. That's fine. Do I like to believe in Houston's drafting and scouting? I don't know. OKC well, has developed some great players. Of course, too. but you're also thinking about the fact that when Daryl left, did all of the scouting. The people that did the scouting and the behind the scenes, did they stay? Did that regime yeah. stay? You know what I mean? So, so, but then on top of that, you know, Maury, uh, he's been a little hit or miss with draft picks yes. in drafting. It's so been, you never it's know. It's been more so his second rounders. So you're looking at a bit. completely clean slate here with Raphael Stone. You never yeah. know. Raphael yeah. Stone could be like the second coming of Sam Presti. He's well on his way already with all the stockpile of picks. Yeah, welcome which is the, which is wonderful. Welcome to the Ford Draft Pick Club uh, you know, along we'll, with New Orleans. We'll take it. You know, I'll take it. Like this is a thing that will help our future and bring pieces back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we can attach a first bye-bye Eric. Eric Gordon, bye-bye. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're probably going to send him off to another team. Hopefully a team that... Oh, I just kind of want to wipe. I want to wipe not even just like the slate clean. I want to wipe clean the old regime. Like I I only... From the old era... uh From the last... Even from the era of last season, like the only player I would be okay with keeping would be maybe Ben McLemore. Like just because he's a shooter. He'll just just go wherever. How do you feel about keeping like a Danuel... Or do you trade him? I don't know. Because man, you want I, him because he's a part of the old regime too. He's a part of the old regime, but I want him to go. Yeah. I'm I, I'm done with Daniel House. I'm just you know, my, my whole thing with him is that he the the guy is a I think he's a good role player. Like he's a great role player. He he is he's dealing with back spasms right now. He's he's hurt. If you notice when he dunks or when he lands at all, he can't land properly. He lands like Jeremy Lin, yeah. where he always lands kind of like flat on his back. He can't 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 land properly. So I don't know how his longevity is even going to be. So my whole thought process there is like, and he hasn't had a great season. Cut ties. So I'm good with him. Yeah, I'm good with him to go. You can attach like I'm good. You why don't you attach him and like a Gordon and get uh-huh. like a Buddy Heald attach like a first round pick or whatever, yeah. or you know another guard that's just on the market. I don't know what any other guards are on the market, but I, I need. Can I, I? I just need a rant for just two seconds because. 
We didn't even talk. We we didn't talk about this. So you know how I was saying like we we stockpiled those picks, right? Yeah. Those four draft picks. We basically didn't we essentially just get back what we gave away for Russell Westbrook. We got back and more. Yeah, but still, it's just kind of frustrating because we mortgaged that entire future. You know, it's just frustrating because it all just goes back to Harden wanting what he wants. Yeah. And it's just frustrating because I'm just seeing this and I'm like, well, why didn't? Why didn't he just, you know, yeah, anyways, that's neither here nor there. But I'm just frustrated at the fact that it just, you had to go through all, we had to jump through all these hoops just to freaking get back what we gave away. And yeah, we got more. And with that said, we we should talk about this, GM. Uh, this is, I'm going to give you and everyone that that is listening to our podcast right now, every pick we own. Every single pick we currently own. All right, here we go. 2021. We have our own pick, which is going to be the worst of the Houston, OKC, and Miami swap, like the GM had said earlier. We have the. We also have this year's... Did you say Miami? Yeah. Miami. It's a Miami pick, not Brooklyn's? Miami pick 2021. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, 2021 Portland. We have the Portland pick, which is lottery protected. We have the Detroit pick, which is top 16 protected. Then we have the Brooklyn pick swap. 2022, we have our own pick. We have Brooklyn's pick. We have Milwaukee's pick. Mm-hmm. Straight up. 2023, we have the Rockets pick, Washington, the Washington pick, which is lottery protected, and the Brooklyn pick swap. 2024, we just have the Brooklyn pick. 2025, mm-hmm. we have our pick, top 10 swap protected, and then we have another uh, Brooklyn pick swap. 2026, we have the Brooklyn pick. 2027, we have the Rockets pick and the Brooklyn pick swap. That is a plethora of draft picks that we well, now I mean, the own. The thing about the swaps is just that the uh, explain 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 to the so to the, the, the every the, fan the, the picks, what is the a pick, pick swaps swap. are not essentially a pick. Basically, we still have one pick. Yep. The thing is, is that we we have the decision to swap out whether or not if Brooklyn finishes with a worst record. Let's say, for example, that in twenty twenty five, Brooklyn bottoms out and they become a lottery team and they get the number three pick and the Rockets make the playoffs. We have the option to swap with Brooklyn no matter what. It's up to us. And if that's exercised, then boom. You know, like that's that's change that's that's life changing right there yeah. for us, you know? So pick swaps um, can be big. Because we have be we big. have four firsts directly from them. Three from them, one from Milwaukee. Like just straight from them. Everything else will be pick swaps so it's like you know like essentially we got four picks with the possible possibility of making these picks even higher if they suck and bottom out so it's okay like i think it was a good deal um in that sense of what stone got in comparison to other trades if uh, i like the fact that he did not fold under maury's demands he knew what he wanted and if Maury was going to give up to him, then you got to move on to the next thing. I'm happy we got Oladipo. Oladipo is a solid player. Who long? Who knows how long he'll be here? But, yeah, who knows? Um, at the same time, like at this point, it gives us a fresh face, someone else to watch and see. And he'll if, show if, up. If Oladipo, He's a professional. If, well, the thing is, if Oladipo likes it here, yeah. then what, what are the odds of him leaving? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like you were thinking that maybe they should talk extension soon. Yeah, he's a former former all-star. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's not a game changer like a Harden. He's not. So it's like, but you were never gonna get a game changer in return unless we got Ben Simmons. Well, yeah, no, of course I wanted Ben Simmons as well as anybody. But of course, at the end of the day, he suffers from the Giannis. 
you know, that's a whole thing. That's neither here nor there. But I will say that though, he does suffer from the yawn, from the Giannis disease, which is no jump like shot capability. Which I will continue to say to this day: you don't have a jump shot, you're not going to win a title. If you're the best player on a team, don't have a jump shot, not going to win a title. Hell, Hakeem had a jump shot. <laughs> like he had to get there, you know. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's just you know this is not the '90s era of basketball anymore. If you want to win a title in the 2020s era, you have to have a jump shot, and uh, he didn't have a jump shot. So I believe uh, Oladipo just as a as a player, he's a professional. Even though he obviously didn't want to stay with Indiana, he showed up. He did his job. He's averaging 20 this season. He's averaging 20 points. 45% shooting yeah. and 38% from three. That's that's, that's solid. solid numbers. That's solid numbers. So you know he's a professional. He's going to show up. He's going to buy into whatever we give him if he stays. And obviously we can flip him. I think I think he'll but, like Houston yeah. more than Indiana personality-wise. Great coach in Silas. Yeah. It's a good opening for him, a, a place that's fresh. Expectations are low. And you can showcase. And, and at the end of the day, you, if you want to bring up your value, you can showcase. Absolutely. So – we have the the record is currently three and six, and you have all you know. So you have you have you bring in Victor Oladipo, who I was actually very excited for. Did I did I probably prefer Lavere? Yeah, I mean he had two more years left on his contract. The upside could be higher with him because he's younger. Um, but at the end of the day, like Victor Oladipo is a proven talent. You know he's going to go all out. He's a great and it, defender. And it's, it's an expiring contract. Exactly. If he, if he if he ups his value in the next two months. You get we can we can exercise that and use that as a chip. Well, the thing about it like this is that um, you get you get rid of Aladipo's uh, cap during the summer. So let's say he just walks, and I think if you trade away Gordon, you can get a uh, you can you can possibly get back like a max slot like in return. So like you know like a like a max you can pay someone like. 35 to 40 million yeah like if you really if someone really now granted you know we're gonna be in the abyss and who knows who would want to join us i don't know if anyone would want to join us but yeah you just I never mean, the know only, but, the only thing we have is christian wood and yeah people might want to play with him but that's that's all you can hope for is that he just continues to develop so i'm excited about the victor oladipo i'm excited about dante exum just because <clears throat> like for real on the dante exum front i'm just excited for him because you did. You did need another playmaker. We had no backup point guard. Yeah, Dante Exum is six seven. Dude can play. He can play wing. He can play point. He's kind of everywhere, which is great. But the only downside to him is his health. He's been dealing with a lot of health issues, yeah. especially as of late. Um, so I don't know what's gonna happen on that front. Um, I know that it. I know that it's gonna pain all. I know it's gonna pain all of us. To talk about this, and we're gonna talk about this in just a minute. But you know, one thing that does not pain me and the GM is when we go get our haircuts at the greatest haircut place in the entire world. That's right, the entire world. I'm not saying City Houston, the entire world, and that is the Argyle League. Hey, you. That's right, you. I'm talking to you. Are you in your car? Are you driving somewhere? You should be driving to the Argyle League. Have you ever wanted to look like a gentleman in a place where you can get a haircut and a shot of whiskey, all while being taken care of by top-shelf professional barbers? That's right. This right here is the Argyle League, where me and my brother have been receiving our haircuts since 2016. What makes Argyle the coolest barbershop in the world? They were voted, literally, the coolest barbershop in the world. Let me give you guys a little bit of what they are. They've been featured in GQ Magazine, 
They were the exclusive barbershop for the NCAA Final Four in 2016. They were voted Houston's best barbershop by Modern Magazine, the Houston Press, the Manual Guide, plus many more publications. They were the official barbers for the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Calendar launch party in 2017. I was sitting at my boy Carlos's uh, barbershop chair while he was explaining the whole process to me. It was pretty amazing back in 2017 and how he was going to roll up and go there. So that was that was a pretty exciting thing to hear and see. And I was like, yo, man, this, this is the place where I get my hair cut? It's pretty freaking cool. That's just a few accolades of what they are. So if you're tired of your hair, is it shaggy, crazy, or whatever, and you want to look like a gentleman... I highly recommend going to the Argyle League and getting a fresh cut from one of their kick-ass barbers. They are located at 709 West Alabama Street in Houston, Texas. I'll say it again. 709 West Alabama Street in Houston, Texas. You can visit their website now at theargyleleague.com to book an appointment. I'll say it again. Visit their website now at theargyleleague.com to book an appointment. So stay sharp, gentlemen, and meet us at the summit. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Summit State of Mind. We are here. We are here and chilling. Not big chilling, obviously, but just a big plethora of changes that have taken place within the city of Houston. And uh, GM, just wanted to check in with you. You feeling okay right now? You good? I'm good for now. We'll see how I'm feeling in the next hour. Anything can ha- anything can happen, and we're and. Even then, like it's going to continually change because PJ Tucker might get traded at any yeah, moment. It's a possibility. For, all, for all we know, you know, it's just the whole thing. So the, the championship teams and have to add another first to get PJ. That's for sure. I'm I'm completely I'm completely good with that. I wanted to just quickly. So I just want to talk about what we think is the legacy of James Harden. Uh, in the city, in the city of Houston, the mark that he is that that he has left, the imprint that he's left, um, despite his exit, and this is gonna it pains me because even I'm still upset, but I will talk about it because I'm a professional, I am a journalist, and I must do my job. There you go. And <laughs> so uh, I got a kayfabe this as best as I can, but um, that's for the wrestling fans out there. So GM, I just want to ask you right now, just uh, James Harden. Uh, second behind Akeem as uh, the greatest rocket of all time? 100%. Okay. Absolutely. People will, they might want to argue Moses Malone. I get that. But the longevity longevity of Harden is what put puts him at number two in my eyes. We weren't there when Moses was here. Moses was here from like, what, 1978 to 82? That's not nearly enough time to yeah, really gotta, give um, Yeah. Any type him any type of precedent. He did win an MVP. He led them to an NBA Finals, which Harden could not. But yeah, Harden, that's true. <laughs> Harden himself put us <laughs> in that. Did. He put us in that yeah, position. Yeah, he yep. was a top three MVP finisher, like three years, maybe four. You know, Harden was always there at the top for yeah. the MVP every year. The Peyton Manning of basketball. I always said. Yeah. Season success will never be argued. Will never be yeah. ever argued. Yeah. Could possibly be the greatest season player in NBA history. Yeah, like I could get it offensive player. Yeah. So I, I feel I like agree. the 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 ISO offense was just not good for long term success in the sense of a seven game series because adjustments can be made. You see the same guy every other day, and they make adjustments. You know, and yeah. that's what happens. Good coaches make adjustments. Do you think Harden could have won with a better coach that wasn't D'Antoni? I don't know. I well, think it's certainly possible. 
but Harden was already an ISO heavy person with Mikhail. You had a you had a similar mold from what they had. Let's so let's use the 2018 Rockets, the best, the greatest team in our in our history outside of the championships, as an yeah. example. They had Chris Paul, who was an ISO player as well, uh, who sets the table, mm-hmm. and you had James Harden, who was an ISO player. The two, the only mold that I can look at where two ISO players were successful to win a title was the 2016 Cavs with yep. Kyrie and LeBron. But they had a Ty Lue, a coach who did make adjustments on the fly. He's even like famous for saying after the first two or three games against Golden State, was famous for making certain changes offensively and defensively, but still put the ball in LeBron and Kyrie's hands to be successful. Well, I mean, you so, know, you can you know, implement you can yeah. implement the different thing. Yeah, little things, things here and there. But it's like, up to LeBron and Kyrie to execute. Yeah, and you know, if they buy in, then sure. Which they which they completely did, and obviously, you know where the end. And result was, it only won in one year. It only won them. It only won it for them in one for one year, which was 2016. Our year was going to be 2018. That was the year we were supposed to get it done with that with that Chris with Chris Paul, obviously. Because in my opinion, if um, Kyrie went down at some point in those NBA Finals, let's say like Game Six when they're blowing oh, that team Cle- out, Cleveland and he just done. and he pulls his you know pulls his quad. Or gets a hamstring injury of some sort, Cleveland's gonna lose Game Seven. So you know it. It it just goes to show that it's a, it, it's a big luck of the draw there. So, in my opinion, James Harden's legacy should always be filtered upon the fact that greatest season player that I've I've personally ever seen yeah. ever in any era. I will I will put I will put that, and I know I'm, I'm gonna get some haters out there, but I'll put that above Kobe. Just in terms of just like the way he was doing it, like you had the unguardable tour, you yeah. had the come up in 2014, 2015, where he just hit that all star caliber. Um, the numbers he was putting up on a consistent basis 36 points a game, 37 points a game, consistent in and out, made defenders look silly on a consistent basis. Yeah. Um, one of the greatest offensive players in history, obviously. But of course, at the end of the day, the legacy will always be incumbent upon the fact that did you bring a title to Houston? The answer was no. The legacy will be incumbent upon the fact that that 2018 team did not get it done. Mm. Um, LeBron's legacy in Cleveland is set in stone, no matter mm. what. That's why they weren't tripping when he left. <laughs> yeah, if he if Harden won us a title in 2018 and he wanted to dip, yo man, that's cool, dude. You're gonna be welcomed in like a hero. Like I will be there first thing. Yeah, I will straight up. I will Xerxes you, bro. Like I will be there to carry the the horse carriage. The <laughs> John horse carriage. I will be one of your lifters. Like yeah. I'll, I'll do it, bro. All good. Like I'm not even tripping. But like at the end of the day, his, to me, his legacy was that he never won a title. Yeah. So that's where the and legacy it, it stands. You know? have been and you'd have here. to agree, right? But you can't. Yeah. I mean, to to a, to an extent, you can't blame him for CP3. But he that's sh- what I'm saying. He had, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he had he had his opportunities. They were up at yeah. the half, game six and game seven, both by double digits. And you know, like you had it. You were there. It was yours for the taking, and you just couldn't do it. And that's the hard part, you know. You all you can think about is what if scenarios, because all we have is facts and what happened. Over yeah, twenty seven yeah. will forever be synonymous with James. You know, it's a bummer, and the calls made in that game seven were terrible. But at the end of the day, it is what it is, and that's the legacy we get. Is that Harden never got it done completely with Houston, and he's going to Brooklyn to see if he can have the extra help to get it done. Look- and you already transitioned that very perfectly because I did want to talk about also now Harden's um, next journey, uh, m- but my next chapter, you know, Kevin Durant, 
arms crossed. Yep. <laughs> the meme of the meme of all memes, uh, where he goes to every team in the league. Apparently, um, okay. <laughs> uh, GM, I just want to ask you. So James Harden, um, on the Brooklyn Nets, uh, let's say Kyrie does come back. Uh, ultimately, when he decides to, you know, to come back at any point, uh, the flat earther, the person that believes he's an activist more than NBA player, um, neither here nor there. But when he, if he, let's say hypothetically speaking, he decides to come back and uh, do they win a title? I don't know. What do you think? Defensively, they're not that great outside of DJ. Even then, DJ's a little on the older side now. So you know, Durant. So Durant's thirty-two. Harden's thirty-one. Mm-hmm. I think Kyrie's like thirty. Maybe thirty. Yeah, yeah I think I'm he's surprised like thirty. Brooklyn didn't try to get PJ in the steal. I I w- shocked. I just don't think that they had the pieces. I don't think that they would have. I don't think. I th- I'm sure that they wanted PJ. I just don't think that they had the pieces to get it done. Imagine all those role players that they just gave away. Yeah. Just to get it. I just don't think they had the pieces to get it done. They yeah. gr- they gave away all of their first round picks. So there's nothing they could do. I'm sure yeah. they tried to get like a three team trade going, maybe to get someone that can filter to us, but. Obviously couldn't happen. So, do you think that this team is capable? Obviously, what, what, what do you think? You still got the let's let's set the table here for for everybody listening. So, you have Milwaukee, you yeah. have Giannis Antetokounmpo, you have the reigning um, Eastern Conference champs in the Miami Heat, who aren't really doing particularly well, but you know they're doing decent. They're doing decent but right you now. Believe they were a product um, of the bubble. I believe they're a product. Them and the uh, Denver Nuggets, I believe, were the big product of the bubble biggest products of the bubble i'm not i was never sold on them so and you have the celtics obviously so they're sitting comfortably at the one seed um you obviously know what they are young young stud and jason tatum you have the bucks with Giannis Titacumpo. you have the 76ers obviously with joel Embiid and ben simmons yeah where do you see our what do you see these these brooklyn nets landing with the acquisition of james harden do you do you do well i'll say this do they win the east do you think they're capable yes I do believe, because I think that even though Milwaukee is such a good defense, Ky- uh, Harden, KD, and Kyrie are too versatile. They can each get their own shot off. They have each other to lean on. Giannis is going to be the one that's going to be counted on to make jumpers. Middleton will do his thing. Um, who do they have? Drew Holiday? Right? Yeah, they got Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday yep. will be there to do his thing. Um but they don't impact the game like Harden, Katie, and Kyrie. The only thing is, will they be able to defend them? I'm yeah. curious to see how that goes. But I'm not going to say Brooklyn is my favorite to get come out the East, but I will say that they have a, just a shot as much as any. I think they've moved past Miami now. I think it's a two-horse race with Milwaukee, with Brooklyn. Um, mm-hmm. I don't give Miami a chance at this point in time. Um, who else? And then I think that's it. Unless you want to count Boston, um, but Boston's Boston, had some dysfunction too. Maybe Philly, but I think I think Philly's peaked. Well, Joel, Joel is playing extremely well right now, but we'll see if that can coincide in the playoffs. But those are your top four teams. Yeah. But I just think it's between Brooklyn and Milwaukee, personally. Yeah. yeah. So I, hope- uh, we all want to see a Brooklyn la finals who doesn't everyone wants to see it the pick isn't now, gonna yeah uh, it, that's fine if harden wants to win a title this year he can win a title this year he has my blessing because the pick doesn't matter so <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie I'm, I'm still gonna actively root for james if they win a title um i will feel i'm not gonna be bitter i'll be extremely happy um it sucked that it wouldn't happen with us but at the same time it's like it is what it is this is it's a stars league the the league is driven by stars and they're the ones that get to make the choices it's business, yeah. It's, it's, it's very, it's, it it's, it's more business. It's never been more business heavy than it is today. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. Um, as of right now, I, 
it's hard. I'm toyed. I'm I'm being toyed with my emotions right now in a sense of uh, just what what the way that Harden exited. But I check check back and check back with me around May. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll see we'll, how we'll, I feel. We'll see how it goes, uh, and uh, we'll we'll just see where where we stand from there. But uh, good answers, good answers, GM. Uh, let's let's flip the script before uh before we go and uh before we go home here uh the rockets uh, now that they're without james harden uh where does the future belie with this team this year um i'll go first i think uh let's just say oladipo stays they give it i don't think rafael stone's honestly done i think there's another deal that's going to end up happening mm-hmm. but let's just say that they stay pat with who they have now with everybody, um, I still think the team makes the playoffs. Um, you're looking at probably a seventh or eighth seed. You're looking at probably getting bounced in the first round, most likely. Yeah. But um, I see this team being somewhat successful, given the horrid start that they have at three and six. Um, but even then, like that record couldn't. That I don't believe in that three and six record. You're looking at the first two games being played without John Wall, without Boogie, and then you're looking at. You know, then you're looking at the chemist lack of chemistry. Then you look at the James yes, Harden Portland quitting. Game was, and, if we win yeah. that game against Portland, this you whole, might say that changes the whole aspect different. of the season. You maybe James Harden would have given it ten more games. Who knows? But it just seemed like after, like I said earlier in the pod, like during that Indiana game, it just looked like Harden was that was it, and he was done. So, Jam, mm. I want to ask you right now, uh, how, what what you think of the outlook of this team just for this season? I think we're a lottery team. I think the West is too strong. There's a lot of good teams over there. Teams on the come up, especially Phoenix and Memphis. Those are the two teams that, that Phoenix team, man. The two teams that, that team are legit. solid. You know, Portland is playing well with McCollum completely vaulting himself to another level. Yeah, while yeah. Dame's falling back down to earth. Um, there's a lot of talented teams out west, so I just don't see the Rockets finding their way considering there are many young teams that are kind of making their way too. Yeah. I don't see us making the playoffs personally. People can say that I'm negative, but realistically speaking, it doesn't seem very likely that we're going to make the playoffs. So in my eyes, I personally think that we're a lottery team. We probably won't make the playoffs the next two years, maybe three, depending on how um, John Wall responds. And if barring another pickup in free agency, um, we'll see. But at this point in time, until Silas's offense becomes implemented and it's smooth and, you know, they're running it to a T, then I don't see anything happening. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how Eric Gordon plays. I don't know. He might be a tide turner. I doubt it. But we're talking about in terms of if these players, if if everyone even stays. Yeah. Because granted... They can easily flip a trade right now for Tucker. They can flip a trade for Gordon now with all these first-rounders that they own. Yeah. Will they choose to just build on the fly, or will they completely tear the walls down and just rebuild entirely, as in, like, they'll just tank for the next three or four years? Yeah. That we don't know. That we will find out in the, that we will find out in the future. So, good answers. Um, yeah, so before we, just, just bef- uh, one more thing also before we go home. Um. When you think of when you think of uh, James Harden, what do you think of? First thing comes to mind. Step back, man. <laughs> Step back, Jay. The beard, um, excitement. Strip club. Yeah, strip clubs. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, if he just got married, <laughs> that's all he needed. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it is what it is. 
Um, he's going to have to leave humble, humble himself a little bit. We'll see how it goes. But I, um, can I, can I give you, and I've told you this earlier, but can I tell can I get, can I tell everybody my, my, my prediction, my future prediction? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, so this is my dream. And, uh, and I know I'm going to sound desperate to a lot of people, but, um, my, my, my dream would be, this is just complete pipe dream would be for James Harden to win a title in, uh, Brooklyn. I think Harden just wants to win a title. I don't think he he loves the city of Houston. I just think he wants to win a title. I think when all the bullshit is covered up, and granted, he was not being professional, da-da-da. I think he just wants to win a title. Would you be able to see in the future something similar to a LeBron when LeBron kind of you know went to Miami, learned a lot about himself, won a few titles there, you know, then he became, you know, the homecoming king, yep. went back to Cleveland got a chip for them i'm not saying harden's i'm not saying harden would come back and win a chip by any means but maybe in a few years you never know if, if harden won a title or two late but i mean you yeah, know that's what i'm saying like like yeah because like lebron did this in his late 20s yeah, so it's different yeah he has harden's 30 harden now. has uh this year and next year and he can opt out after next year so yeah just, let's say for example they win this year and they lose next year yeah Hypothetically speaking, is there an odd that he comes back? Possibly. Or I mean, does it's, he go it's, to, it's or does about... he go to an LA team and play with Kawhi? Yeah, you know that's that's the, that's that's the thing. That's like, what I see. That's what we're not sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, um, anything can happen in that regard. <clears throat> but the way that I see it is that if he does come back, it'll be more so like finish his career like a Dwayne Wade finishes career in Miami. Something like that. I just think if he finishes his career, it would be a nice cap off for him to finish his career here. Absolutely. Um, obviously, not completely comparable to LeBron. LeBron, when he returned to Cleveland, he he went he went he came back basically in his prime, in the middle of his prime. If Harden were to do that, he's be he's be coming in in the twilight of his years. He'd probably be like what thirty four, thirty five. So he would need to be grouped up with someone like you know you hope a fully developed Christian Wood or maybe Ma- a, a high draft pick, maybe a high draft pick who becomes a star. Um, you know, but that's obviously neither here nor there, but I'm, you know, here's to hoping, here's to hoping. And, uh, I guess to cap it off, uh, for me, when I think of James Harden, yeah, I think step back. Um, I think of, uh, greatest season performer in NBA history. Uh, I think terrible defender at the start <laughs> and, uh, ended up getting better. Uh, I think of eight great and wonderful years. Uh, one, one year, which was terrible, the one, the Ty Lawson year. Um, the year we won't speak of. Yeah, the year that <laughs> what is that? Uh, like uh, Voldemort, he who shall not be named. The yeah. year that shall not be named. Um, just eight years of excellence, and I do remember that first day when 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 we uh, when that first night when I was playing two K and you contacted me about the James Harden trade. So I'll never forget that. Um, that'll forever be in, forever uh, in my in my heart, and I know the GM feels the same way. Um, so with that said, as we close this pod we are officially closing the chapter of the james harden era officially in houston I, we're officially saying that now it sucks the door, <laughs> it's, is, the door is shut yeah the door is shut it's for, over it's over so uh it hasn't even been 24 hours but no it, it's, no it's but i wanted to get on the pod as quickly as possible we couldn't get on it last night so um i wanted to get on as quickly as possible with the gm just to get our immediate thoughts and how we feel mm. but yeah let's uh let's go ahead and close let's go justin close the book go ahead and close the book gm go ahead and close it 
So the chapter of James Harden is officially closed in Houston, just like uh, all the chapters in the past, the Kim Olajuwon's, the Moses Malone era, the Steve Francis era, T-Mac Yao era, and yeah. uh, now the Harden era is officially closed. So what's going to happen in the future? We don't know. But uh, we always look at things on a positive horizon, at least I do. The GM says he looks at 10 years of irrelevancy. I refuse to look at 10 years of irrelevancy. <laughs> <laughs> I am a positive guy. I'm very realistic. Rebuild on the fly. I used, to, I used to be very positive. It could happen. Yeah, yo, look, look, okay, from the from the time we traded T Mac in 2010, we acquired Harden in 2012. All right, that's two and a half years. I'm giving us two and a half years. So in 2023 in October, I expect a, I expect Luka Doncic to be donning a Houston uniform. I'm calling it now. <laughs> if that happens, I will lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's definitely not gonna happen. But it has to be an up and comer. That's like. Six man. So, anyways, that's not Luca. But I'm just. But uh, all jokes aside, uh, there is officially over in Houston, and I hope it does not take ten or twelve years to uh, make a rebuild to this franchise. This franchise, at the end of the day, where this is the Houston Rockets podcast, it's not James Harden podcast, and we still hope that they're going to win a title. So, at some point, and hopefully, me and the GM are still alive for it. Um, so, hopefully, it happens in our lifetime, and that's all we can hope for. Yep. So, all right. Any, anything else to say, GM, before we uh, close the book here? That's it, man. All I, right. think, I think I'm pretty settled. All right, that's 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 good. And uh, just thank you once again for everyone listening to us. Uh, big apologies uh, for not pumping out episodes, man. We just I couldn't even begin to tell y'all just how busy we've been lately. We've been dealing with some uh, some things. Uh, I'm not going to disclose what we've been dealing with. Just a lot of different things. Um, a lot of stuff through work. Uh, some health issues here and there with with, uh, with our family, and um, so. We apologize sincerely for not being able to come onto the pod uh, as quickly as we do. So we do apologize for that. But be sure, please, to give us a give us a listen here on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get, wherever you listen to us in your car. Uh, be sure to follow us at some state of mind underscore pod. I'll say it again at some state of mind underscore pod, where we post uh, stuff on Instagram. I literally broke the trade like a minute after. Literally got on Instagram immediately and posted it. So just be on the lookout for that. That's where all the breaking news for your go-to breaking news Houston Rockets source. And uh, yeah, big thank you to everyone that has continually supported us uh, through the ups and downs of this pod, through the ups and downs of our Houston Rockets. Obviously a very very trying time for the city of Houston. I think, uh, especially with the teams. I'm, we didn't even talk about the Houston Texans once, and that's a whole. But that's a whole another story. We're so, not even gonna get. We're not gonna get. No, it's, it's, it's the Houston Rockets pod. So big, big thank you to everyone for listening to us. And uh, with that said, it's still a pandemic going on. I know that there's a uh, there, there's a uh, shots and immunizations going down, but I have not received mine yet. The gym hasn't received his yet either. So be sure that when you guys go out, you're wearing masks. Be sure that you're washing your hands for at least 20 seconds. Go back to our episode where you can go back to our episode where the where Mr. Fundamental goes on a 20 second rant on how EG is trash <laughs> and uh, shout out shout out to uh, actually shout out to Mr. Fundamental real quick because he has a baby on the way congratulations and uh, yeah, my boy Ray and Keisha yeah and that baby um, <laughs> con- con- big congrats to them less than 20 seconds on how he trashes EG and calling EG Basora con- on a consistent basis uh, and be sure that you are taking care of yourselves and make sure you're taking care of each other and uh, big thank you to everyone for listening to us we'll see you guys again soon and uh, be on the lookout for the next pod alright take care the summit for